anyways, uh, could you, Alicia, could you like cover your ears for a second? Like while we like talk, talk about you, like behind your back. Actually, let me just leave like, the room. I think that'd be like way easier for me. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, just like <laughs> literally turn around, like turn, swivel your chair around while we talk. I wish so, I had like, a dramatic I think fan. Alicia's like really nice and like really funny. Like, oh, she that's, seems nice the, and funny. Yeah, she seems, from she what seems, I've heard from these episodes. Yeah, she's so cool. And yeah, she's obviously listening in. Oh my God. Are you eavesdropping? I'm She's looking at other, other people say nice things about me. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You'd be surprised. Okay. It happens a lot. It never happens. <laughs> Ever. How? I feel like my question is, how is everyone else doing on this Ugh. long weekend? I'm tired. I'm not feeling like the long weekend. I'm not like feeling the because it all feels kind of the same. I guess. I, I guess I'm like. Does time mean anything in quarantine? I mean, let's just think about that. Does time mean anything? Right now? I mean, like we do get like we do get wrinklier as like time goes on. So I think if there's something there. Not with my new Korean skincare routine, <laughs> I won't. Uh. Speaking of Korean, today we are talking about <laughs> Blackpink. Boom! Best transition of all time. Flawless transition. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. <laughs> Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that. Sitting in the closet, so I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Why don't you come over and talk about it? Sorry, Sean, I couldn't get interrupted. I was about to do my best <laughs> ever you transition. So in, you were so in the pocket there. I couldn't do it. It was flawless. It was chef's kiss. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're like, if you marry a chef, you get chef kisses all the time. Aww. 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 Have any of you ever dated chefs? I wish. God, I wish. No. Yeah. That's a yeah. dream, isn't I, it? I like, like to... <laughs> yeah, like I'll see you tonight, honey. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Just like doing that all the whole time. You're making it seem like that you're there nice. dating like Chef Boyardee or the dude yeah. on the pre yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, can you take off that hat during sex? And they're like, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I gotta put my pizza in the oven. That's like them having sex. Oh. <laughs> I hate that so much. Okay. I added some sauce. Put, put, a, put a bun in the oven, literally. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast <laughs> where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to. And you use that, uh, God. Oh, welcome you got to it. I've Been yeah, Meaning to Listen to That. I try I try to do it like as fast as I can. Uh, here, you know, this This could be fun. Uh, Sean, you do it this time. You try. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to uh, WTF. I'm Mark Maron. Um, <laughs> Wait, no, Sean, no, I got well, it. Welcome, I got what it. the fuckers, what the fucking ears, <laughs> what the fuck sticks. All <laughs> like... Michael's uh, got it. I got it. I got yeah. it. Welcome to Comedy Bang Bang. I'm Scott. If you got a if you if you got a stick and a pig, then that's a pig stick. Thank you to Shampoo Lair for that catchphrase. Oh my god, catchphrase superstar. Superstar. Uh no. Okay. Uh yeah. Welcome to I've been meaning to listen to that the show where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about ourselves, each other. And our guests. Yeah, uh, you did it. Yeah. So hey, I'm a kiss to you. I'm a chef. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Somebody you see more. Mamma mia. Um, I'm Mike. I'm, uh, I'm Sean Wilkinson. <laughs> I'm Michael Limitado. Our chef's kisses. Oh, I'm Andrew Embersley. Our chef kisses like Eskimo kisses, but like for chefs. Wait, I have much to, much to say, but mm. let us introduce our guest first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got this. Uh, you, she's a, she's the host of Bad Adaptations and a writer and comedian. It's Alicia and my good friend. It's Alicia Parikh. Yay! Oh my god, I'm a good friend. Promotion. Yeah, you put me on. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. This promotion. <laughs> like uh, Alicia put me on her good friends list on uh, Instagram. It's true. Uh, like the friend Ooh. circle. It's true. I'm here yeah, to confirm so that. Yeah, so that was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't like. Uh, I have. Um, my life is for public consumption, so like of all of you are my good friends. Oh my so, uh, hello everybody! <laughs> hello everybody! Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, so, thank you, Alicia, once again for coming on the show. Like somewhat short notice too. Like oh we were trying to like have um yeah, but we always like it's it's nice to have like so like someone like we know will like deliver someone we know will like. To come on the show and like deliver. we know we'll like deliver and <laughs> just like like uh, the opposite of DiGiorno's basically. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No, thank yeah. you so we much love for having circle. me. Um, it's such yeah. a fun time to be here and anything for a good friend. Ah. Yeah. Um, so uh, welcome to the show and uh, I think this is something that we didn't because um, for and also we didn't do this for Michael and Sean when, when you two started hosting the show mm-hmm. um and uh up to this point alicia you've never been a guest you've been always like co-hosting the show so um i guess i just wanted to quickly ask <laughs> you um what your relationship to music is like what is your musical like back like what is your background list as a listener and appreciator of music oh basically gosh. i didn't know there'd be an essay portion but let me think about this yeah. um, uh 1500 words yeah. uh <laughs> I will have, yeah, I will have Not a beginning, less. middle, end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Introduction, body, adi, 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 and conclusion. You got it. Uh, I feel like I've always been, I mean, I've, I've always loved music. What what kind of weirdo doesn't like music, you know? Um, I am the child of Asian immigrants, so obviously I took piano as a child, and <laughs> that was really fun, and... I liked singing when I was a kid, so I was in my eighth grade choir, humble brag. Do you still sing? <laughs> Very casually. Oh um, mostly yeah, in sure. my shower. Uh, my neighbors are not yeah. a fan, but whatever, <laughs> I pay rent. So anyway, uh, <laughs> that's mainly, yeah. So I've always just been like a casual fan of music. Like, I feel like I don't know things I don't know a lot of things about like the artists that I follow mainly because I kind of feel like sure it's kind of weird for me to know that information sometimes I'm just like ooh, I don't know just speak to me through your music (laughs) (laughs) totally Alicia I to piggyback off that I totally think it's wild whenever I see people get like tattoos of like singers like especially singers that are alive now I'm like they're gonna get canceled right. and you're gonna look like a dumb a idiot with that dumb tattoo chris gethard has like a morrissey tattoo oh. and like in his in his special like career suicide he like you know because obviously um morrissey helped him so much and he like his music like was really influential mm-hmm. and like important but like he in the middle of the special he like pulls down his arm and pulls down his like sleeve and shows his tattoo to the camera and is like i'll never regret this <laughs> <laughs> 
narrator. He regretted it. I mean, yeah. I, I have a. I, I, I will ask you about it. Like, like if, he, uh, if he comes I, on the show, we would love to have him. I mean, I, I have a Shamu trainer tattoo of my favorite Shamu trainer, which of course they're all oh. canceled. So I had to had to black Sweet that baby out. Yeah. No, very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I am like very scared to get a tattoo like I just like in general because of that reason mm-hmm. and uh Sean do you have any tattoos by the way like I have one on my arm that I overpaid that? for oh, it's a it's a little leaf love uh-huh. that. and uh it was like I think it was on my no it wasn't on my birthday but it was just one day I was like I really want to get a tattoo Ugh. and uh, I was really one one what? second. I I'm I'm looking on Twitter and uh, Leaf is trending. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Trees are canceled. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, sorry. Well, goddamn it! I have to go get lasered now. Yeah. Uh, no, but I was gonna get like I I really there's lots of lyrics that I hear and I'm like oh I really want to get those tattooed like on my arm or something but. It's that same reason. I'm like, you never, you never know, you never know if this person's gonna get like. Yeah, I mean, same. yeah. I mean, it's really hard to get a Jello and a pudding tattoo covered, <laughs> up, which I did have to do. So, oh god, like, and just like, it's like <laughs> the thing is, I don't know how I'm gonna feel in like. Sorry. Two weeks. Too I don't much. know. I'm gonna like this is like yeah. this is the most meaningful thing in my life, and then just two weeks later, like. Who who was this? You know, basically. Yeah, yeah. That is my constant anxiety with tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a Persona phone case, and I'm like love the video game Persona, and yeah. I was like about to get like a Persona tattoo, and then I was like, but wait, <laughs> I thought you said, <laughs> how about I just? I thought buy you said Fursona, and I thought you were coming out as a furry for a minute. Yeah, that would have been such a bold take. Like, yeah. No, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to get a tattoo of my persona. <laughs> yeah, you guys heard it now. But I am glad I did not because I have not played Persona in many uh, moons. Many, many so. moons. That's how it goes. No, this is such many a mood because I, uh, surprise, I know it looks so cool, but surprise, I'm such a nerd. <laughs> I like grew up as a big Harry Potter fan and I was always like, one day I'm going to get a Harry Potter tattoo. And I'm like, wow, I'm so glad that I've always been too broke yes. to get a tattoo. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, like uh, uh, you were a casual music fan. You played it, you played piano and uh, sang a little bit, but like any other things, like any other like background with like that, that like, where are you now with it? Like, what kind of listener are you now? Oh, I mean, I feel like I've gotten, I, I'm a little better about it now because, um, when iTunes came out, they gave us that a la carte option for songs and we didn't have to listen to the entire (laughs) album if we didn't want to. So I was like, I don't have to buy my CDs anymore. Now I'm yeah. getting back into just like listening to the whole album and like just appreciating the story that they're trying to tell me and the journey that they're taking yeah. me on. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, speaking of like albums, <laughs> the album by Black Pig, who's yeah. in your area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Black Pig in the area. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Black Pig they- is looking to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Point two miles from your location. <laughs> yeah, four sexy, four sexy singles in your area. So let's talk about Blackpink. Uh, Alicia, why do you want to talk about uh, Blackpink for your episode today? Uh, well, I, as a casual music fan, I've always been a casual fan of K-pop. My mm-hmm. high school that I went to had a really big 
population of like Asian students and South Asians, which was very cool because TV had led me to believe otherwise. So I was like, cool. Okay. And (laughs) (laughs) we would all casually listen to K-pop and I'm glad that they're making a comeback and I'm glad that Blackpink has made this kind of progress and they have a documentary on Netflix and I watched it and it was very good. It's good. Also, it's good. Yes. Alicia, uh, who are your other K-pop groups that you are familiar with? I oh my want gosh. To establish it's, a base. Actually, I feel like Blackpink is one of the first like girl group K-pop um, groups that I've been a fan of. I feel like I was just a very casual fan of like, like BTS and like shiny mm-hmm. and like big bang. I felt like I always heard I love behind the scenes videos, by the way, I I, I felt like I always like all the K-pop groups I heard about were guys. Yeah. And I never heard about any female K-pop groups. This is the first one I learned about. I uh, do not think that boy groups are of value to any place, (laughs) BTS included. I do not like them. If you want to see a boy group, I don't know, go watch some sports or something. I don't know. But Oh, the uh, Bills are my favorite (laughs) boy band. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, And I think that girl group, K-pop girl groups at least for a really long time, had like one specific sound, which was like the like bubblegum mm-hmm. pop like sound mm-hmm. that is really kind of like hard to mm-hmm. listen to for yeah. a very long yeah. time. So um, and I think Blackpink is one of the first like K-pop girl groups that kind of like broke that mm-hmm. mold a little bit. So, I mean, they're still very like shiny pop, yeah. but it's not nearly as. Uh, yeah, like I, it's weird to so. say, but I almost feel like. And I feel like a lot of the fan base thinks this too. Like there's almost more like authenticity and more like vulnerability in their music, which is weird because they're still like, obviously like manufactured by their record, by the record group YG. Yeah. Like it's the the government, government. (laughs) like it's still widely manufactured, but. I didn't realize that was how like K-pop groups were formed. It was like, they were like hand picked by their agents. It's kind of like like the military almost in a weird way. Yeah, it's like like drafting almost. (laughs) It is literally like the military because you guys know that like K-pop is like government sponsored in South Korea, right? Like they, yes, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like the draft, like, uh, K-pop uh, labels are mostly run by the government so of South crazy. Korea. I didn't know by the government. So, that's, that's pretty. That is so crazy. Old. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, I always think about that whenever I watch, like, you know, the production. I'm like, if the South Korean government could put this much production in a music video, why don't I have the vaccine <laughs> yet in America? Like, <laughs> it's too real of a question. Like, let's think about <laughs> that. Too real. <laughs> let's think about that. The production quality yeah. is so high. Uh, what about like uh, Sean? What's your like background with Blackpink, though? Zero, honestly. It's it's a really boring answer, but I knew like absolutely nothing about them. Same. I yeah. I it's weird. I don't even think I like really heard of the name until you said we're doing this album. I held I held a gun to my computer screen on, <laughs> at, on the Zoom call. Like we have to. <laughs> like, basically. Yeah. I'll do it. I <laughs> like that. Yeah, I that's kind of how I feel about this, but uh, <laughs> I But funny. then I heard uh <laughs> yeah, how how you like that and I was like, "Oh, I've definitely heard this before." Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know where, but I've heard it before. And but yeah, that's it's a really boring answer, but I really don't know like anything about them. So, uh, so what, what about you guys? Yeah, with me, I didn't know Blackpink per se, but I I knew um that K-pop was making a 
resurgence in culture and stuff like that. And also like doing some research, a little bit of research. I didn't do a lot, um, um, but uh, that the four of them um, are like the most like followed people on Instagram. They had the most popular, one of the most popular like YouTube channels. And it's, it's like pretty, like they're like one of the most popular girl groups, which is crazy to think like, me and Sean have not heard of them. Like, right. Until, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. It's like, like on their you, week. Like how you like that has like 700, almost like, I think like 700 million views on YouTube. That's and I'm like, crazy. how have I never like, it's, it's literally just like 12 views more than our show. Like, right. really? like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how did I not know? I feel like that's a very valid answer, though, because even like I, I suggested this album and I, I feel like Blacklink was very much in my periphery. Like I knew about some of their earlier music, but I don't think I consciously would think like, oh, I'm going to go listen to Blackpink's new stuff or oh, I'm going to go like yeah. this and this. Black I just Pink knew in your listen- periphery. <laughs> that wasn't good. <laughs> Better than you think, though. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Yeah, yeah I liked it, like, too. <laughs> Like, I just knew, hey, like, what was it? It was like, Whistle was a bop. Like, I knew, like, like that was a bop. And now the new album came out and the documentary came out. And I'm like, oh, I should learn more about this very casual group that I like. You you wanted to listen to Whistle by Flo Rida and you accidentally, like, like ah, clicked on the second what result. What a happy accident. Like, <laughs> Is that the song where it's like, let me hear your whistle, baby, whistle, whistle baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> That song doesn't play on the radio anymore. Anyway, whoa, whoa, did you, wait, did you guys know? Did you guys know Flo Rider's name is Florida? <laughs> oh, I like uh, their Atlanta. Atlanta, uh, the TV show had a joke about Flo Rida, where it's just like um, uh, the Lakeith Stanfield character is like, I like Flo Rida. Moms need rap too. <laughs> like, <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Um, yeah, like, uh, Michael, like, let's, I I just want to hear from you about like more, I guess your history with, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I grew up really dweeby. I had, I had a lot of like, uh, interests that I knew were not to share, you know, like they were like, you know, like when you're in high school and you're like, I have all the, I mean, I definitely did share them. Like you guys could like Sean could probably, you know, uh, say I did share my bad interests, but, uh, among those, Oh, I loved like anime and I loved like specific video games, right? Like fire. Like I was just like a weeb, but like Mode. didn't have the terminology to know <laughs> I was a weeb. And that kind of like extended to like musical taste. So I really liked J-pop for a really long time, like Vocaloids and Hatsune Miku, like all that jazz. And that kind of like the next step beyond Hatsune Miku is like, okay, I'm done with J-pop. <laughs> Let's do K-pop next. Like, that was kind of it. And I really loved, like, AOA, uh, Mamamoo, and Red Velvet for a really long time. Like, late high school, early college were my, like, you know, the days of those artists. And then it kind of fell off. Um, But with the, like, surgence of Blackpink, I kind of was like, I like their music videos a lot. I think they're really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, And I was kind of with them since... uh, Hit him with that. Duh, 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 duh. And uh, I just like the music videos and I that kind of caught my eye. And so they've been on my radar since then. So that's kind of my history with Blackpink. One of my things with K-pop, too, is there's it's it's really it's a weird like 
dilemma because there's such a huge fan group, but all the fan groups are very like protective of K-pop. And it's like, I don't like, first of all, I don't know like where to, there's so many groups. I don't know where to start necessarily. Um, no, no, that's actually, that's absolutely fair. Especially since like a lot of K-pop groups, they're all like initials and stuff. Like they're always like TV QV or whatever. Like they're always yeah, like BTS. Yeah. <laughs> <TV Yeah. QV. laughs> Why? Are you saying the barrier to entry is really high? Like it's just hard to know yeah. where it's to It's just like begin. overwhelming. Like there's so much A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's kind of what fair. I'm trying to say. But. I feel the same way. Well, yeah. And there's like a language issue too. And yeah. it's like also every group, this is like the smallest K pop group. And it has four yeah. members. Like there are there are K pop groups with 17 yeah. people in them. Yeah. Like that's true. That's yeah. that's yeah. overwhelming. Like, I think like, they originally wanted to start with like nine group members, and that like blew my mind. I was like nine, and then I thought about yeah, it. I'm like, crazy. wait, <laughs> these groups are huge. Like that tracks. I don't have nine friends <laughs> like, in my life. Nine <laughs> good friends, like no. Uh, well, and it's like, also going to that like because I watched BTS's uh, Tiny Desk concert, and there's so many people in BTS. I felt like I was like looking around, like I don't know where to look. With these fan with these fan groups, they like they have all the names memorized. I was like, this is this is so much information. I feel like I would have to like learn that. I don't know if I have the interest like in this. I don't know if I have the time for this. That's what I feel about most musical artists. I'm like, I don't think I have the time to invest to know like all of this information about you, but I will enjoy yeah. and consume your music. Yeah, that's true. The way that's that, yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, so a few things I want to say. Um, is like, first of all, like, yeah, I agree with like, it's for me, it's very hard to, um, listen to like, to like w when like, there's like more than one guy in a group or something like that. I get overwhelmed. I too get overwhelmed with like how much information there. Like I watched, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia for like three seasons. I didn't learn the <laughs> names. You know? Oh my God. Like, it's just, that's, <laughs> yeah. It's just like. <laughs> Uh, cause, but the main three are like three white guys that kind of look similar. It is. You know? That is kind of understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then also like, it's also like with me, I was daunted by getting into K-pop as a genre because, uh, I am Korean, you know, but I was raised in America. I live in America. I'm very Americanized second, like second or third gen Korean, like American, whatever. And then, so like to, to look at it more intently is intimidating to like look back at your history and look back and feel like, Oh, like, yeah, they look like me, but I don't feel a lot. Of, I don't feel like a strong connection. And it's a lot of work to do that. It's a lot. Of, and it's just like a lot to unpack for myself. So that's why I found this record very, um, because it is very Americanized. It's like them yeah. Yeah. wanting mm -hmm. to become a worldwide brand mm -hmm. and collaborate with popular American artists. Which is funny because right. they got a lot I mean, of flack for literally, that. Like, people were like, hey, you're kind of selling out. And I'm like, did you say this to BTS when they also collaborated with American artists? Mm. You did not. I will, I will say, though, these two features that are on this album seem like you open up Wikipedia and you look up famous music <laughs> and then you just pick the top two artists and then you're like, boom, those are who we're going to get. Like, that's literally it. And also like uh, Car Cardi, like Cardi's verse especially feels like here, Cardi, write for 20 minutes and like you could leave, you know? Well, and also it, feel, it felt like she was, because she's very like raunchy and it felt very just yeah. like, 
it felt like someone was really like censoring her is the impression I got. Yeah. And it just didn't feel just like, like Cardi. common denominator. I mean, that with kind of stuff, tracks. Really. Yeah. I mean, even like some K-pop artists are like a little risque, but like as a whole, like yeah. Korea's pretty conservative. Like Asian countries are still oh, pretty yeah, conservative. Absolutely. So like I remember there was that my friend told me about this like oh god, was it BTS? It might have been BTS when they released that. No, it wasn't. It was a different K-pop band, but they released this song and they had this lyric that was like, I want you under my skin. And it was a big scandal. They could not handle really? it. They like censored that for part of it. I'm going to look that up. Wow. While I'm looking that up. Someone else speak. I... It was, oh, it was TV, <laughs> TVXQ. It was TVXQ's song, um, Merotic. Yes, it was that song. And it's a bop. I'll, I'll say that. It's a bop. But they had that lyric in there and people freaked out and it wasn't even that bad. <laughs> Yeah, that can mean so many different things. Oh, and what's so funny, too, is like uh, K-pop groups, both boys and girls, but especially girls are extremely sexualized. Like if you watch yeah. a music video, it is like boobs and legs like like it literally yeah. is and like school like, girl, girl it, outfits. Yeah. yeah, it's very it's very, you know, fantasy it's, kind it's of rough, stuff. Like, Sorry, go so, ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, didn't they get like on one of their music videos on this for this album? Didn't they get like in trouble because they like one of the members dressed up as like a nurse or something and they got in trouble with Korea because they were like, you're sexualizing nurses or something. Nurses aren't allowed to be sexy. I, like, I know. I was like, that's not the one I heard. of. I can't remember which group it was, but I uh, it was one of the it was one of the big uh, Korean girl groups where they in one of their music videos, they just like poured milk all over them and it was Ew. it was oh, super no. weird and like that was a really big and i think like the performers had like like issue like like they had to deal with their issues after that because that sounds incredibly traumatizing and i feel like they got a lot of like oh yeah pushback from the public and it wasn't even their fault <laughs> so let's get to themes of this record <laughs> uh right after this break <laughs> dot 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 yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm James Corden. Listen to me sing. Oh. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, what fun! Uh, 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 um, but welcome back. Uh, we're here to talk. <laughs> I feel bad for the person editing this episode. <laughs> like, I, no, good. I love <laughs> that none of none of that is usable at all. <laughs> like, tr truly unusable content. But welcome back to I've been meaning to listen to that. Uh here we're here to talk about Blackpink's the album. So oh god, I don't I don't know about that. So <laughs> so the members are Jenny, uh Ro Rose, Jisoo, and Lisa. Those are the four members. Um mm -hmm. and uh let's go through I guess themes of this record. I guess like or maybe not themes, but like takeaways from this record. Like what what are your takeaways? From this particular record this album feels expensive <laughs> it feels uh like the production is extremely high yeah the quality of production is mm -hmm. extremely high and like i said earlier the features those are like the most expensive features you can get really truly yeah and like i don't like it just feels clean like in the music videos like expensive like i don't know it's just it's just a rich album like it says we have money behind yeah. us yeah it's very it's very clean for sure i uh mm -hmm. i don't know i mean all like i didn't like this album too much but i did i got the impression they're just super confident in themselves and yeah. like it's really in it is kind of infectious it's like their album's version of making it rain money and diamonds like it's just so much it's very <laughs> yes, shiny yes. and glossy and i don't necessarily have 
like I could listen to every song on the album, no issues. And I do have my favorites, but I think it's, it's not my favorite album. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> well, I think Michael mentioned that too, because we had talked about it like a little bit before, like through text and you were like, yeah, this album is like, it's good, but they had like some of their older stuff is kind of more like representative of what, who they are or something. Yeah. Uh, so I think black pink has been like the one literally, like I think the biggest one of the biggest names in K-pop for a while. And so this like they had previously just done like small EPs and like singles. And those those were all really well received, like um, like whistle to do to do. Like those are songs that people love. Boom by ya. And all these yeah. EPs are Even just like kill this love. Yeah. Yeah. And all these EPs are extremely short. And then they were like, OK, well, our album's going to come out in 2020. And then the album was extremely yeah. short and everyone knew it was going to be extremely short. And we were like, oh, good. They'll be able to maintain the quality. And I think, well, for me, it's not as good as their prior output, but it still sounds like them. Like it's it hasn't lost their sound, but it's like. Maybe y'all should stick 15 minutes or below instead of pushing to 25, yeah. you yeah. know? <laughs> they said, like, this 25 record thing is, like, they're the longest thing they've ever done. <laughs> That's, like, oh. so funny to Damn, me. how short are these EPs, then? Because this album is short. Kill This Love is only, like, five songs. And oh, Kill This Love, it, all those songs are good. They're all bombs. Yeah, you're so right. I, and I think they also, yep. something that I was missing on this album, the album that they just released, um, in Kill This Love, I think they had a lot more, like, vulnerability they had some like softness in their songs like um hope not and don't know what to do were like just like really vibey songs and they were very chill and you could almost sense that like i don't know which is weird again they're all manufactured so what do i know but and, and, and that's like it makes so much sense hearing that the literal korean government sponsors mm -hmm. and like it's more it's even something someone even more powerful than a studio yeah <laughs> like <laughs> the the topics that they talk about are not very new in pop are not particularly like you know i'm icy i'm rich i'm confident i you know love is hard uh you know don't judge me if you haven't walked a mile in my shoes um but I think I will say, though, like the like you say, the production sounds very clean and rich, but also like I found it to be some of the production choices to be very strange and weird and cool. Well, I, I'll jump off that. It does feel modern. The production feels really yeah, modern. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I would agree. It doesn't sound like, you know, like a Sophie produced track like Charlie's music, but it does sound like like I don't know the big trumpets it used and how you like that. Like that's really like not like it's it's not it wasn't really in vogue and yeah. then they kind of like put it in and it's like it sounds awesome and how you like that honestly like yeah that's my favorite part of how you like that is the, like the like big there's a reason it's their most popular song <laughs> like yeah. it, it's <laughs> right. good yeah. um but like uh yeah so any other takeaways and themes i guess like man i i think you know what takeaway the not theme but like a takeaway i got from this is this is like because and, you know, again, I'm going to make Michael annoyed with me <laughs> really quickly um, like again. Um, but the idea of like um, this is to make it accessible to American audiences. This is to make K-pop like even more like maybe they were before, but even more accessible beyond like a small but loud niche, mm. you know. So and 
it's also like kind of indicative of like how some people and no judgment or no, you know, anything to this way of listening to music, but some people don't listen to lyrics. Some people don't listen to like, and it's like, so, you know, to someone who does not know Korean, it's literally just phonetic up to yeah. like an e- English phrase, basically. Yeah. It, it like, so what American yeah. can't relate with ice cream, chillin', chillin', ice cream, chillin'. <laughs> like that's so true. Yeah. And it, it, it's like, um, this is the part that Michael will get annoyed with me. Like Lin-Manuel Miranda does it with, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm back. But like, uh, the idea of like Lin-Manuel Miranda when writing in the Heights, you know, cause Broadway is a very what white audience, like rich, affluent white people go to Broadway shows. And, uh, in the Heights was his way of just trying to go. I want to like, you know, I want to introduce this new flavor of my culture and make it packageable to like, you know, Broadway audiences. So then he's like, so then he'll rap half of the verse in Spanish and then he'll go, Oh, but I'm going to mention Cole Porter. I'm going to mention things that these white people are going to like, so that people will be like, people go like, Oh, you know, like a little bit. Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what, that's what happened. And I know like, Hamilton is super like Hamilton is very whitewashed and all that stuff. Like the literal music, the rap music in that musical is very whitewashed, but like, that's also the purpose of that. You'll be back song where the, so white people can go like, Oh, the Beatles. I remember, you know, just like, (laughs) but I think that was like, I think that's one of my, not necessarily issues with the album is the kind of Americanization of the album, because like, I don't know, I, I had never really heard K-pop and I guess part of me, I wasn't quite sure of what to expect with K-pop, but I was also expecting like, like this is just straight up like them like singing over like trap and like rap beats and stuff. And I was a little like, I was like, honestly, I don't think I hate that. Cause they got me initially with like some sick beats. Like I'm, I'm very easy to, yeah. Yeah. Just influences on their sleeve. Very. Yeah. It, and it just didn't feel very like original to me. And so I was like, if, if I, I guess I expected with K-pop, like a little more like, I mean, I don't know what Korean influence sounds like, but I was expecting to get more of like a taste of like Korean culture or something. Yeah. But, yeah. It's like, and wasn't so I there think, a track on there that had like um, Asian beats on it? I'm trying to. Yeah. There's like a review that was specifically that like flavor, but I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. There's that like melodic line. That's kind of. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Still, it, it just felt very generic to me still. And I didn't feel like I w- was listening to anything new, but well, K-pop as a whole is more American sounding than it is Korean sound. Like that's like kind of the goal is for crossover oh, yeah. <laughs> in a lot of K-pop music. Uh, like uh, I know this is not, this is not a J-pop podcast, but <laughs> like J- J-pop is much more heavily influenced by um, Japanese cultural music. Like, uh, like there's a song called uh, Senbon Zakura, which I'm not pronouncing correctly, but it's like a J-pop song. And it's like, it has a like a lot of traditional Japanese instrumentals oh, like, okay. in it. And it's like uh but it still is like pop, like, but it has like flavor of the locale. Right. This is like I'm sound so white saying this, but <laughs> that's that's what I know about it, you know. But I guess that's oh. kind of a good way to think about it too, is that like Korean like if K-pop is so heavily rooted in crossover music then I guess I am kind of getting a taste of Korean culture in a sense but 
I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. I yeah. also feel like it's very interesting just to talk in general about originality with this music, considering that like, like we mentioned before, like it is heavily manufactured. Like these, mm-hmm. these Korean idols are like mm-hmm. basically almost in like a factory. Like watching that documentary yeah. about Blackpink was crazy because like a lot of them drop out of high school. Like you can join Whoa. these training centers as old as 11 years old. And that is the rest of your life. Like that's insane Damn. to me. And they stay in these dormitories and Wait. they take like singing and dancing classes. And that's yeah. all they do. And then people like get cut Yes. Crazy. You guys have to watch that. I'm sorry, Alicia. I keep talking. No, over absolutely. You. I'm, I'm in a weird spe- <laughs> Please. No, you guys have to watch that documentary. It's so it's interesting. It really is. Like yeah. you have to. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. I'm excited. I should have done it before this episode. Um, <laughs> is it as short as the album? <laughs> <laughs> it's longer. Uh, it it's the longest thing they've ever done. I think the documentary did make them a little more like approachable and it makes them almost like more palatable for like American audiences because they almost seem to like narrate the documentary in sense that they seem to have a little more control over what they do. But you also have to kind of read between the lines and be like, well... <laughs> It's a Netflix documentary yeah, and yeah. they're still like working yes. for the Korean government. Sure. So it's like sure. uh, Alicia, I'm like a documentary ho. Yes. I'm so easily influenced by documentaries. Uh, the, I talked about this, I think the last episode I recorded, but the Katy Perry documentary made me love Katy Perry. <laughs> if you've never seen that, I've yeah. seen little bits, I, yeah. <laughs> she's about, she gets a text that Russell Brand wants to divorce her right before a concert. And she what? looks at her phone Yes, she looks at her phone and she sees it and she like starts to cry and then she goes, wipes away the tears and then it's like, this is the part of me that you know. <laughs> like she goes up on Christ. the stage and has oh to God. sing like part of me right away. And it's like, you are awesome. <laughs> Even though like yeah. that's totally me getting tricked by a documentary, but I'm like, wow, I love you, Kate <laughs> Catherine Hudson. They always get Boy. me. Their narrative Attached. power is too strong. <laughs> That's yeah. why I won't watch the Taylor Swift documentary. I'm like, you'll sway me too Talk. much. <laughs> oh, there, I know. There's a moment in the Taylor Swift documentary. I don't know if it'll sway you because there's a moment in the Taylor Swift documentary where she's like drinking white wine with her like manager or whoever. And she's like to the revolution. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I can watch it. You're right. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> I'm like I'm constantly tricked and not tricked. It's like Schrodinger's t- Swift. Like I'm both oh tricked God. and not tricked by Taylor Swift at all times. Um, so let's go through some highlights of this uh, record. Um, well, let's uh, go around the horn. Let's just like because uh, like there's so little songs, we could probably just go through them. Um, uh, Alicia, what was a highlight for you? I think honestly, my highlight was the first song that I heard off this album, which was pretty savage, which was exactly what I wanted out of. I it was exactly what I wanted out of their new album. I was like, yeah, sick beats. I don't have to think too much. It's catchy. It's infectious. And then how you like that, obviously, I think it deserves to be like one of the better songs on the album because it is the horns, man. I, I wasn't expecting that. And it was a nice, pleasant surprise. How you like that was like I listening to it for the first time, like I was like, Oh, I recognize this song. And I was like, I don't really know if I like it. And then I like was like showering and I was like singing it to myself and I was like, okay, maybe I do like this. And then I listened to it again and I was like, I don't know if I don't think I like this. And then again, I'm like, okay, I I do like this song. It's, it's very catchy. And yeah, the, the horns are great. The production on it is really great, but that's that's my biggest highlight from the album for sure. And just everyone having like memorable melodic lines, just the look at you now, look at me, look at you now, look at me, just like that bit <laughs> is like how you like that. And then just like 
I think their chemistry is really airtight as a group. Well, that's what's you so know, the like four of them. That's what's so crazy too. Like going back to the whole how this whole thing is manufactured. Because I was like, well, what if you know they get picked together and they don't have good chemistry? Like, what happens then? So like, yeah. what if what if I pick two other co-hosts and the two of them are duds? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Hypothetical situation. That's interesting. That's interesting. By the way, I've been. Uh, I have like a camera feed of the two of you so that I'm making a documentary of us. Uh, Andrew initially Andrew initially reached out to Lynn Manuel and James Corden for this. Uh, oh my, my, God. my two faves. My two favorites. Right before Jamila Jamil said, "Yes, I will host your podcast." <laughs> she butted in. <laughs> I will slay this podcast. Oh, oh no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mama, the boots the house <laughs> podcast down. <laughs> um, but, oh man, <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Um, so like, uh, That's so dumb. But also That's like, so you funny. know, like the, the it's the I. So the, my experience with my experience of listening to this record is very much like I listened to it just in the car going around my day, <laughs> going around where. <laughs> going around my day doing stuff oh, like okay. <laughs> oh my god and, <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just really thinking about jamila jamila like coming to andrew and being like i will this podcast <laughs> it's not an uh, option it's uh so like my experience listening to all these songs was I was so initially i was scared oh i don't know korea i don't know korean that well mm-hmm. so I was intimidated by it, but then listening to it and then the majority, like a good, at least 50% of it being in English, I was like, and I didn't look at genius until today. And I was like, Oh, but I, I, I got the gist of this. I, I kind of basically get what they're saying. Like they're, but then also like there's in the line, in the song, how, how you like that. I looked up the translation and the first verse is like, I crumble before your eyes hit rock bottom and sunk deeper to grab onto the last bit of hope. I've tried to reach out with both my hands, you know, <laughs> like, so like there's some depth. There's Fuck some, man, why am I crying right it's now? A little oh my vague, God. <laughs> but it's like, there's some depth in there. Yeah, so yeah. I enjoyed that. It's a crazy translation. And I, it's weird. You brought up, you brought that up listening to music that you don't fully understand. I feel like that actually weirdly wasn't a big obstacle for me just because I feel like I've always kind of listened to music from other countries and I never really <laughs> got super hung up on like language. I like grew up listening to, cause I mean, my parents are from India. So I like grew up listening to a lot of Bollywood, but we don't speak Hindi at home. I can only get like a fair little gist of what's going on. And I feel like that's honestly enough for me. Like, I feel like as long as I can kind of understand what's going on and they have a sick beat, I feel like I'm going right. to be fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm about the same way. I barely even understand English in the songs <laughs> I to. So, <laughs> like, there was a song like that. Like, I was like, "Oh, this is in Korean." I'll look up the lyrics later. But then it turned out to be in English. So I was like, oh, "Okay." Um, um, Sean, like, what's a highlight for you though? If you have any more? No, I don't. <laughs> like that was that was my one highlight. And I'm I gave sorry. It to you. <laughs> they all just blend together for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the K the K-pop stands are going to be like get up. I know. Like, <laughs> I yeah. will so say I think Sean is. it's weird how Sean like described 
his journey with liking how you like that. I think that was my journey for lovesick girls. Cause when I first heard it, I was like, Oh, I don't think I like this. And then I was yeah. like, Oh, I think I do like this. Uh, that's my favorite song. It was like back and forth. Yeah, for me. That's my favorite. Too. Yeah, it's just so catchy. And it, it won me over eventually. But at first I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that's, it's one of I these, like, like, I can't say I don't, it's, it's not that I don't like the songs. It's just, they all blend together for me and it's kind of hard to like differentiate them. And maybe if I spent more time with the album, I would, you know, be able to separate them or whatever but i don't know again it all just feels very like generic for me and i I don't know like no shade if you like love it like like what you like but it's just it's not for me i don't think absolutely and that's fine i i love love sick girls is my highlight um because it's um it's like it's the most like you know vulnerable song i think um the idea of the, and it's like kind of chronicling their journey with, you know, being hurt by love, but also wanting it. But also um, the idea of we were born to be alone, but why are we still looking for love? And then um, what's it called you long for love, even though it hurts every time. And then the fearless thrill returns once the pain subsides, like the idea of just that and it's just really cathartic to have like a contradictory human condition thing put into a pop anthem. Basically. I find that very rewarding. Basically. I think, yeah, I would have liked to have like, and I think Alicia, you said on like some of the past stuff, they had like some like slower, like almost more like ballads kind Mm -hmm. of, I would have liked to hear something like that on this, on this album. I agree with that. that last song. I mean, maybe I think uh, what is it? You never know, I think was probably one of their slowest songs on the album. And I did like that one, actually. Um, But I would think I was just hoping for more of like the the uh, kill your love vibe where they had like multiple songs that were slower and kind of let it let themselves breathe a little bit. The album like peaks like there's a lot of excitement and it stays like that. It's very high energy. Yeah, that's That's a good way to Mm -hmm. put it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's almost like no reprieves. Like it's just me yeah. at a nonstop rave, which is fun. But I'm also like, <laughs> I gotta like <laughs> take a break. Yeah, like if I was if I was at like a club or something and they like were playing this, I'd be totally cool with it. But I, don't. I am a lovesick <laughs> girl. <laughs> 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 I am pretty savage. Like yeah, like that's the vibe. Uh, this is the one where they got in trouble uh, on their music video because they were like accused of sexualizing nurses. So. This is the oh, one I was thinking Fascinating. Of. I'm going to look yeah. it up. Yeah. And they said that like nurses can't cure lovesickness. And that's like, you know, that's slander, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's just inaccurate. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who who among us has not fallen for a nurse? Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It definitely reminds me of Carly. But then I think I have the thought of like, I'd rather listen to Carly. It makes me want to listen to that. Like, you know. Um. But yeah, uh, Sean, what's a highlight for you? Uh, not Sean, uh, Michael, what's a highlight for you? I, I love Lovesick Girls. I think it, I love that they're like blending styles of music in it. It's not so much yeah. like it's kind of like has like country influences that you can hear, which is really fun to me. Like the guitar has a little bit of like a twanginess to it. That's really fun. Um, I also really like uh Unfortunately, I do like Bet You Wanna, except for Cardi B's uh, <laughs> feature. I think Cardi B's feature, like Andrew was saying earlier, sounds like, OK, we left 20 seconds on this track. Uh, that's just going to be blank. 
listen to this and let me know what you want to do. Oh, yeah. she's, she's, like, cool. she's like on her way to get a salad. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, Cardi, you got to record this first. <laughs> yeah. And Cardi B, like, that's a whole nother conversation for me. But like, she's not a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. So like hearing that song is a little bit like. Okay, like you got Cardi, good job. Like, <laughs> move on. But I really like the rest of it. I think the yeah, the chorus is really fun. Andrew, what about you? Pretty Savage is a lot of fun. You know, uh, like I said with the first song, I like a lot of the, you know, the vocal. Um, I like the I, I like all the vocal, um, melodic, you know parts they do Mm -hmm. i think that's really good i think like i said their chemistry is like really incredible and just like you know Mm -hmm. what lisa is like a rapper like she like you know she mostly does like the rap first i'm sure she sings too but like Mm -hmm. she like takes care of the rap part of it and um i like her i like um lisa's verse in ice cream you know i think that's the best like one of the better parts of that song of just like um the idea of uh, keep it moving like my Lisa Thank you Flyboy Where's your visa Mona Lisa Kind of Lisa Is like really It's really cute and funny And it's But it's not like Too clever Where it distracts the song Basically I think it's like Just like a really nice Like pop rap verse And You're right Andrew That song is so good You don't want to Have anything distract From the quality of that song <laughs> Also am I missing something What you is You don't want to take away From Selena <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Whisper Queen. <laughs> diamonds on my wrist, so he call me ice cream. What is that like? Because diamonds like, uh, on your diamonds wrist. Diamonds on your wrist are like icy, you know. Uh, okay. Yeah, hmm. that was me doing like uh, the uh, what's it called? Like, your uh, yeah, whip, whatever that is. Your whip. That was a whip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you guys heard the song "Icy" by Kim Petras? No. That no, song is so. like. That song is like the better tape like the better kind of like i don't know like it's the same type of song as ice cream but it's like yeah but done better it's icy <laughs> because by the way it's icy because like a diamond looks like a block of ice sure. <laughs> yeah. okay uh, sometimes uh and yeah let's go through low lights then like it's, <laughs> uh what's a low light for you michael I hate ice cream. Ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Not only do, is it terrible, <laughs> but it doesn't sound like the rest of the album. Uh, Selena <laughs> Gomez, I weakest link. <laughs> yeah, the worst part of the song, and it's it's just has a bad chorus. It's it sounds bad. It's bad, and I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, more specifically i think like it it doesn't say anything like interesting it's just kind of like a flex like a money flex Mm -hmm. is what the song is and like sorry selena gomez like loves to think she's doing stuff all the time (laughs) and it even feels like that on this song it's like okay you're still not doing stuff selena (laughs) gomez like i don't listen go ahead and be done with i don't listen to selena gomez very often if at all. So I was I couldn't even like tell where she was at in the song. Selena Gomez has an album that came out in 2020 called the this is not a Selena Gomez episode, but still have to bring it up. This is the first time uh, hearing this called, album. So please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's called Rare and it's like very um generic pop. Like it's very like it's like a five or a six out of ten for <laughs> someone who really loves pop music. Like I it's like a five or a six for me, right? And I like to listen to it like ironically because some of the <laughs> lyrics are just so like it's like, you know, like 
a robot writing pop music mm-hmm. like <laughs> rare r- rare is like the title track the chorus goes you don't care why don't you recognize i'm so rare like mm. like you know recognize yeah. me for who i am recognize me that i'm special but it's like saying i'm so rare is less like uh like it's phrased less smartly than saying recognize me for who i am like it's like it's like going through Google Translate three times with being like, recognize me for my value. And then it's like, <laughs> I'm so rare. Like, that's kind of like what happens there. And I I just find her to be very like cringy with the way she goes about like performing and dealing with her persona. And that bleeds into like my perception of this song as well. If, she, if you're not really going to be confident. And not her fursona, you'd be supportive of that. <laughs> I am not a furry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Just not a Selena Gomez episode, I but I would also. <laughs> I am not. Um, but like, um, yeah, he, she's like the little sister they let be on the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I personally, this is not a Selena Gomez episode once again, but like, I personally have never really been a fan of her music career just because I'm just like, I, weirdly think she could she should focus more energy on acting because i think she could go somewhere with that i don't think she could go anywhere with with pop music just because i'm like i don't i'm not compelled to listen to anything and i think your voice is very mediocre even though i think she could be good at acting like i think yeah that (sighs) alicia her voice is extremely mediocre that's like I like like a, a year with ever since she left the scene behind. I do not like Selena Gomez. Uh, I only like Selena Gomez in the scene. Wow! Shout but out like, to the scene. <laughs> the scene. My little brother owns oh, that also, album. <laughs> I love a year without rain. Actually, that's gonna be my uh, playlist God. track. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. I wish she had brought some of that energy to ice cream. But like, yes, <laughs> here we are. It's it's aggressive that song, and it's just like. I don't know. It's uh, uh. By the way, does like double dipping meaning mean putting two condoms on? Is that what that means? I think that could mean whatever you want it to mean, Andrew. I think that's the beauty of the one line in ice cream. It means whatever you want it to. <laughs> I don't know about two condoms not to though. Too, not to be too vulgar, Andrew, but. Reading that as two condoms is the most innocent way to read. That. <laughs> That's why we have you on the show. <laughs> uh, Michael's the horn dog. It feels like a parody of a pop song. It feels like something that would show up on 30 Rock or something. <laughs> Just like, you know. But yeah, there's yeah, there was something missing from it, you know, that like compelled me to listen to it and i think you're right yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's it's derivative um you know the get it flip it scoop it do it ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like an ariana grande kind of riff like derivative basically um but not nearly her like vocal talent or whatever yeah. um yeah just, i don't like so that repeti- song. yeah it's just so repetitive i, I can't yeah. do it it's like why would i listen to that yeah. when i could listen to pretty savage twice <laughs> <laughs> Better energy. Uh, alicia do you have any do you have any low lights I mean, yeah, I hopped on the ice cream bandwagon. I, yeah. <laughs> I All my hopped on the ice, ice cream, cream truck. There you go. <laughs> Just, yeah, I'm hopping on <laughs> the ice funny. cream truck. <laughs> that was good. Uh, everything else, I, I did like all the other songs. It's just that I, they were all very high energy for the most part. And sometimes I just want to break, you know, like. I think bubblegum pop is an actually like great term for this because it's like when you're eating bubblegum, 
like and like swallowing it or whatever. When you're like chewing bubble gum, it's like, oh, this is flavor. This is a lot of flavor. This is a lot of sugar. And then you kind of forget about it like afterwards. It feels it feels and like even if like even if it's like really good gum, you know, or something like that, it's like it's like it can't ever reach the level of like a gourmet meal or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And real Willy Wonka vibes right here where he makes that gum. Yeah, it's not, it's, no, ever, it's no gobstopper or whatever. <laughs> you don't turn into a blueberry pie. It's no, it's no cabbage that me and my Uncle Joe eat. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's no wallpaper that you lick that makes you fly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, no, those are two different that's things. The, you're I'm thinking sorry. of the fizzy lifting drink. The fizzy lifting yeah. drink, yeah, where uh, they almost died by yeah. going into a ceiling fan. <laughs> that movie was like kind <laughs> of terrifying. It was terrifying. Yeah. The book was I terrifying. I used to be really afraid that I was going to turn to a big fat blueberry every time <laughs> I ate blueberries, <laughs> uh, which is like a wild fear. Oh, see, I had the opposite yeah. reaction. I was like, I want this gum that will feed me a whole meal in one stage. <laughs> oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> you know what? I don't think that would be good. You know, I think that would be like. Cause you know, when like, um, like, yeah, like when, when the texture of the food doesn't match the taste, it like is very disorienting. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would enjoy like that's a fair. gum that tastes like Turkey or whatever. Oh. You know? I mean, Andrew, that's why I've been eating baby food ever <laughs> since my infancy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, texture is important. Oh. Yeah, uh, I'm like, y'all don't like pizza, pizza <laughs> blended up. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Pizza, pizza, blended, blended, pizza, pizza, blended. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Uh, <laughs> it's not DiGiorno's, it's blended. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not pizza, it's baby food. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Any other lowlights, like, just from anyone, really? Like, it's, like, more just, like... For me, it's just like more like, oh, crazy for you. It's not a lyrical masterpiece yeah. or anything like I don't, that. Or I don't it's just like, like, oh, this is a little derivative or whatever. Yeah, I don't like the chorus of crazy for you, like the e e e e or whatever it is at the very end. I, I think that kind of grew on me. Like, I oh, didn't like okay. it at first, and I feel like the more I listened to it, I was like, oh, okay. I think it's, yeah, it's just like grown on me. But I would agree, like, initially. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll ground me then. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? You know, like. Sean, if you don't like this album, just listen to it more. A great tweet, like a Drew Gooden tweet is like, uh, no, you have to like, OK, <laughs> yeah, the first two seasons are bad, but, you know, yeah. you have to get through the third season, which is nine hours long. Like, <laughs> got power through, yeah. man. But by season seven, you'll laugh a few times. <laughs> and then it'll be over. That that tweet so- from your account, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did, too. He also says, like, the first two seasons are bad. The third season makes you laugh twice. And every episode is six dollars. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let's go through final thoughts and ratings. The way this, unless anyone has any uh, straight observations or anything like that. Okay, the way this works is we'll go through the record and like we'll go through um, you know our final thoughts and ratings and uh, give it a rating out of ten. I'll go first. Then I uh, I was I did this. So here's the thing. I think I appreciate for I appreciate that um, Alicia, you brought this in for us to listen to. Um, because it got it kind of made K-pop less intimidating of a genre, you mm-hmm. know. Obviously, I would love to like maybe eventually like just do a like where it's there's no Korean feet, there are no American features or anything like that or anything weird like that. Um, and I would love to like get more of a specific like, oh, this is K-pop. This is the K-pop flavor, 
and stuff like that. And this is what's, this is what they have to offer us. Um, but, uh, so that, that's, that's a positive thing. I'm very glad. Thank you so much. And I, I like the chemistry between the four girls. I think, you know, they kind of play like, you know, vocal hot potato. Like sometimes they're like their uh, verses, like they like sometimes they do like two lines and then they like hot potato to the next person. And it's like very seamless. It's not clunky at all. I really appreciate that. Um, the production's a lot of fun. You know, I just sometimes I just like to see a lot of money in my ears. Like <laughs> I like to hear a lot of money in my ears. Basically, <laughs> that's kind of fun. Just like, oh, wow. They like there's that John Mulaney joke of just like. Like, you know, this money, this movie costs nine million dollars, but I I bet people would pay to see nine million dollars in a pile. <laughs> like, like, oh. <laughs> like, you know, five more dollars, you get to hold the money. Uh, you know? um, but yeah, like that's kind of cool. And um, other than that, though, like uh, I was pretty underwhelmed. You know, I, I found a lot of the songs to be derivative. I found... Um, I didn't see a lot of vulnerability or personality. Um, and I, I felt it felt like a lot of studio and government machinery. Um, but who knows what they'll do next and who knows like if they'll like, you know, maybe break free from it. And like a lot of, a lot of artists have broken free from that machinery and have done great things. So I'm going to give this, um, I'm going to give this, uh, six at six uh night long hugs <laughs> yeah no i i i pretty much agree with you on everything you just said andrew um i i do appreciate alicia you bringing this like to us because i wouldn't have listened to it otherwise and like i said before it it k-pop felt very intimidating listening to this has kind of changed my perspective on that a little bit um but yeah i i, I do feel like it's the album is very repetitive i didn't feel like I was listening to anything that new or exciting. I guess, yeah, I, like I said, I, I guess I would have liked to hear something that wasn't quite so Americanized, but I also get that's the appeal of K-pop. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's not, I don't think K-pop is really for me, but I still, I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to this album again, but if it was like put on at a party or the background or something, I, I wouldn't be mad. Um, so I'm going to give it a six and a half miles walked in my shoes out of 10. All right. Uh, we turn to Michael next. Yeah. Uh, I had heard this album before we talked about it. Um, but I haven't really returned to it. Blackpink is not one of my favorite K-pop groups. Um, I prefer like a more airy style of K-pop rather than this, like, uh, high energy, like trap kind of K-pop. Uh, which this is. Um, but I do like them. I like the personalities behind it. I think the documentary really sold me on it a lot. Um, so I, I I like it. I wouldn't return to it. Ice Cream honestly like ruins this album <laughs> for me as a whole. Like it really does. Um, and because of that, I give this uh, seven blaring trumpets out of ten. Yeah. All right, Alicia, take us home. I feel like Michael and I had very similar opinions. <laughs> Because, yeah, I, yeah, so I did enjoy the album. Ice Cream was a miss, but <laughs> I still had a lot of fun. I wish it did have more breathing room like their previous albums did. And, yeah, it's kind of weird to even just talk about like, oh, I wish it was like a little more original. I wish it was that just because of the like nature of K-pop and how it's like manufactured and stuff. Like, it's a little difficult for me to say that. 
And but I will say, I also watched the documentary and it did sell me on it. Like they're it's fun. I like knowing that their chemistry is so good and all four of them are very good at what they do in the band. Like none of them clash yeah. really because they're all good at their niches. So that's really cool to know. Yeah. And again, I think the utter chaotic energy of Pretty Savage really sold me on the album. <laughs> I do like that song. Like, yeah. I would fight a problematic celebrity with Pretty Savage playing in the background. Like, that is what I want. <laughs> I would fight. <laughs> I would fight that guy from prom with Pretty Savage playing in the background. <laughs> and for that reason, I will give it uh, seven diamond rings set in stone. That is my rating. Nice. Because Pretty nice. Savage wow. was nice. just so good. And, um, by the way, like um, my, um, what's it called? Uh, K-pop is what I say to my dad when I agree with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did like I'm that. I'm also going to that so, seven out of seven diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> wow, as good as this very expensive record. Um, yeah. but, uh, and, and Andrew, how you like that is what I said to my parents after I came out to them. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty savage of you. God damn it, you beat Sorry. me to it. I was about to say that. <laughs> So anyways, uh, let's go through our, thank you so much, Alicia. Um, you know, this is a great, uh, yeah, I, this is such, uh, you know, again, just like you're, you're, I I really appreciate it and like really enjoyed having, uh, like a a personal and professional like friendship grow from like, you know, us meeting in class and stuff like that. That was really fun. This is really wonderful. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Also, like, like we uh, just met, but I feel like, like you have such like an infectious, like fun energy. <laughs> you stole yeah. my college oh, yeah. shot. <laughs> I was like, this is such a chill group. I want to oh. be friends in like yeah. real yeah. life, and we will. Yeah, actually, I guess because of quarantine. <laughs> and like yeah it's just like uh so thank you so much alicia this is like and once again it's just so nice that we all are getting along and stuff like that like um, as opposed to the constant fighting we do every other episode so uh yeah now let's get the war (gasps) i've been meaning to wait no ah fucking bullshit this sucks (laughs) (laughs) i mean we could just alternate every episode yeah yeah no, How about you just say it all, or I just say it all, or Sean just say it all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now let's get into our, I've been meaning to listen to that, and I did. Playlist. Playlist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, at least you joined it. What fun. Uh, so um, now we're going to uh, basically put a song on our Spotify playlist. Uh, who would like to go first this week? Uh, Michael, Michael's raising his hand. Eager. Uh, so generous. <laughs> me, me, me. So me. polite. Uh, I actually have two. Uh, uh, I, am, uh, I am going to plug my two favorite K-pop groups uh, with my two songs. I'm going to plug my two favorite songs by each of those K-pop groups. <laughs> so my first one is the band Twice, and the song is Fancy. Click. So I'm fancy. so fancy. <laughs> you don't even yeah. know. Chorley. Uh, no, uh, it I is do very. That. I would <laughs> on that verse. Uh, I do that. Do that. I do that. I do that. <laughs> Baby, do that. Do that. I do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can actually do the whole problem uh, rap for Mickey Azalea. 
still, but God, I don't know an why. Iconic I know song. Iggy Australia. I <laughs> don't like Iggy, but that album was so good. <laughs> I the only thing I like from Iggy is that video of her where she's like pop pop on the roller coaster. Ah, pop pop pop. <laughs> You've seen it with the like. <laughs> With the subtitles? Okay, I just yeah. thought about Twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Twice has recorded a ton of music. They have like nine mini albums and three full-length albums. Uh, Eyes Wide Open just came out uh, like a couple months ago. It's really good. It starts with I Can't Stop Me, which is also good, but not my playlist song. Um, and then my <laughs> second song is by the band AOA, and it's Like a Cat. Click. One of the first K-pop songs I heard, and I just got like obsessed with AOA. They're one of the like uh, groups that I don't know if they still, yeah, they, they're not still making a lot of music, but I really enjoyed them like back in 2016. So they're um, they're one of my favorites. Very nice, awesome sauce. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I'm gonna pick the. Uh, so I was thinking about just like. Um, so I guess like one of the more prominent, like a boy band group that kind of rose to prominence in like lately is uh Brockhampton. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of like a rap group, but it's also like, you know, some of there's some of them are singers. Some of them are like kind of doing all sorts of things. So I'm going to pick uh, the sugar remix featuring Dua Lipa and Ryan Beatty. Click. So this song's, I, I just really like the chemistry of it. And it's just like, um, I really love the idea of just like, the reason I like kind of like, you know, as much as I kind of like was like intimidated by like the idea of some groups, I guess. I really like the idea of like people like playing to their strengths to make a greater whole, you know, people playing to their strengths and like becoming this part of a joy machine of just like, what, what? good thing can I contribute? Like what, what strengths can I contribute to make this song even better than just like, if it was just me or whatever. So I really appreciate that. And, um, it's also like one of their, like one of their big Dua Lipa, I guess is like one of their bigger, like, you know, celebrity, um, features. Cause they usually do the songs by themselves, um, in, inside their insular group. And like, it's really impressive how they like fit like five or six people on a song and it doesn't feel crowded. It doesn't feel like overwhelming. And, uh, I just, all the vocal parts are just so much fun back and forth. If it's asking for just like so great. And, uh, yeah. And it's very gay is so like people, people like that, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm usually pretty good about connecting my playlist to the music we've listened to. Um, this is like a total 180, but uh, it's a song I've been listening to a lot. Um, it's called Held Down by Laura Marling. Click. I woke up, it was four in the morning, clear as all hell that you'd already gone. It's it's a folk song. That's pretty much all there is to it, but it's really beautiful. It's mixed really well. Laura Marling has a gorgeous voice, and that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I've been listening to it a lot. Um, 
her album song for the song for our daughter is like one of my top albums of last year but oh those are such good racks i every time andrew invites me on this podcast this is always my hardest (laughs) struggle it's hard yeah it's so hard to just like recommend this is so dumb i'm probably gonna recommend another blackpink song but not from this album i really really enjoyed don't know what to do Click. This is incredible. I had such a lovely time. I'm like, hurt. my 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 face hurts when smiling and stuff. Um, Same. I was like, I had so much fun. I had to like massage my my face because you guys are such a ball. Yeah. I don't know. Just, you should you should put some ice on that ice. Cream chili. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> just put your just put your expensive watch to your face. I'll heal you. Put my diamond set in stone on my face, and I'll just like <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Alicia. This is so much fun. And thank you so much, Michael and Sean for like doing the show. Like, I, I just like it's very sincere. You're welcome. Like, yeah, I truly appreciate it. And so yeah, let's go through plugs. Uh, so uh, Alicia, what do you like to plug? And like, what what? any and socials and stuff oh gosh i have hmm i'd like to plug a podcast that i really like listening to called i've been meaning to listen to that uh it's really great (laughs) no i i do mean that in all seriousness it was actually one of my top podcasts i listened to last year hilariously enough thank you spotify for telling me that uh it's just fun um i'm on social sometimes my handle is alicia's bacon that's me on Instagram and Twitter. Is it sometimes. Ba- is it bacon like B-A-C-O-N or B-A-C? Yeah, it is. Okay. I made it my yeah. freshman year of college and I never changed <laughs> She's it. not married to a chef. Yeah. It's a nice memorial to the time when we all loved bacon and mustaches. Yeah, but it was oh, exactly yeah. that specific time period. You were exactly right. Oh, my God. I knew you would get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm here with you. I, I forgot about yeah, that. Uh, I'm just oh my gosh. a dumb bitch who can't I, think of a new handle. <laughs> uh, Alicia, I live in I Tulsa. Like I, li- I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Hey, y'all. And there <laughs> is a there was a store that was literally mustache themed that went out of business like two years after that era ended. And I was as like, they, as they should. Bad move. Like, Sucks for you yeah. guys. <laughs> we really did love mustaches and bacon. <laughs> we loved mustaches and bacon. Bacon yeah. flavored everything. Yeah, there was like duct tape that they would sell with like just mustaches, but also slices of bacon on it. And I'm like, this is very niche. I don't know what you're going to do in a few (laughs) years. By the way, I, I'm tomorrow. I'm getting a tattoo of bacon. Jokes on you! They're canceled now. Yeah. Oh my God! Bacon is canceled. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, trending on Twitter. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, what else do you got to plug? Oh yeah. Um. Hopefully this month I will be in, finally- Mar- in like. Uh, by the way, this episode is coming out late March. This episode is so. coming out late March. Hopefully by then I will have posted. My brand new podcast called Bad Adaptations. Me hey. and three other women. We review Bollywood adaptations of Hollywood movies. Oh, that's yes. fun. So fun. Alicia, I, I as this is late March, I have listened to it and I love it. Oh, thank it you. It is Michael, hilarious. Michael, that means so much to me. Oh my gosh. Yes. Just like we love to yeah. hear from the fans. Yes. <laughs> All or if it hasn't, Or if it hasn't come out yet. 
I cannot wait. Uh, That's my alternate yeah. take. <laughs> Yes, but I'm excited to hear about everyone else's plugs. Give me more stuff to yeah. listen to. Give me more Who's stuff like, to follow. Uh, who are the other co-hosts of your show? Oh, my other co-hosts. Uh, yeah. I basically, so um, my three best friends, we've been best friends since high school. Uh, my friends Rohini, Varsha, and Ramya, we all like get together, watch these very trying Bollywood movies, and then we <laughs> review them. <laughs> compared to whatever they've adapted like we did an episode there's a bollywood adaptation of john tucker must die whoa yes <laughs> that's very niche yes uh it was a time and that it, you have to listen to the episode to find out more there you go and <laughs> whether it be a good time or a bad time yeah, you'll hear our ratings later <laughs> the duality of man the duality yeah, of man that's right just like michael uh, myers <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Sean, we turn to you now. Uh, what not, do you got? Not, not really <laughs> not much. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, T1 underscore Sean 599. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I talked about... Yeah, that's that's it. That'll be it. <laughs> yeah. And like my favorite like joke in you talking you two to me is like on the commentary episode where like, you know, it's like basically Paul Tompkins, Harris Whittles and uh, Scott like riffing and making jokes and stuff. And then like Lance Bangs is also a guest and he's like kind of like not a comedian, not like a comedian in the traditional sense. And then like they like he hasn't spoken in a while. And then Scott turns to Lance and goes, Lance, you haven't talked for a while. <laughs> you got <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like, just like what you got <laughs> speak up <laughs> call out culture uh, okay Michael what, what are your plugs I have no content I've produced at this point I will just be emerging from busy season at my job which I'm very excited yeah. about I'll be entering my renaissance era hopefully I will be getting my vaccine about now as well mm. so yes. I, I am plugging me going out to bars that's uh, my plug so. yeah yes. chef's yes. kiss Chef's kiss. Can I? Yeah. Yes, and your social. Can I like com uh, com complain about vaccine stuff real quick? Because I'm like, right. I'm just, I'm very we frustrated because I'm immunocompromised and we're not considered mm -hmm. like essential. Like, we don't, like, we're not higher up on the tier for vaccine. It's really I was insane. I'm actually genuinely surprised by that. I was genuinely just like yeah. blown away by that. It's, it's like, crazy. Why? So crazy. Yeah. I, li I, I live in fear every day of getting COVID. I mean, like everybody does, but like, I'm so scared if I get it, I'm just going to drop dead. Right. Yeah. It's different when you're immunocompromised. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> anyway, not to not to add on to you, Sean, I have asthma pretty bad. Yeah, so that's sure. Been like a fear of mine, too. So I get it. But uh, as soon as I get the vaccine, I will open mouth kiss any anti-masker <laughs> who would like to open mouth kiss me. And uh, so sweet. I will stick by that. So uh <laughs> I'll plug, I will plug my socials at Lemon Taco. You can catch me open mouth kissing, hopefully uh, anti-maskers at that point, anti-vaxxers. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that, uh, you know, we're living in a safer time for two weeks after I get the vaccine. So get ready for that. Uh, by the way, I, my, my dick is broken, so I relate to you, the both of you. <laughs> <laughs> We're the same. <laughs> Wait, your dick, your dick is broken, so co you're not afraid of COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I already I have erectile dysfunction, so <laughs> boom. You're like, I Take will open COVID. mouth, kiss people, and nothing else, <laughs> nothing further. I Wait. wear two condoms. <laughs> like, like. 
Double dip. Double oh, look at this, baby. My Magnum double dip. <laughs> my dick is double dipped. Uh, so um, that's I. Sorry, sorry. I have mom. to go. <laughs> sorry, mom. Um, sorry, my face muscles. Yeah, I try not to be like <laughs> super raunchy on the show. Um, but like, um, thank you so much. Um, you could follow. Um, Let me just pull this. Yeah, up plug yourself. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could uh, follow me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You could follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram and Facebook. You could follow uh, Olivia at Olivia underscore art on Instagram. She does our artwork and like our calendar stuff, and she's great. Uh, You could follow Emily Blue on Twitter at Emily Blue Loves You and Instagram at wait, sorry, Twitter at Emily Blue Music and Instagram at Emily Blue Loves You. And uh, now we'll have a closing sentiment from Alicia, our wonderful guest and new friend. Three, two, one. We're all feeling pretty savage. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. Yay. Click. Oh, that was so good. <laughs>